0: Welcome to the First Time Facilitator Podcast. Whether you're a first time facilitator or a seasoned pro, listen in for tips and tricks to make a bigger impact at the next workshop you deliver. And now, your host, Leanne Hughes. G'day everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Leanne Hughes, and I'm here to help you create unpredictable workshop experiences that predictably work. Welcome to tip three of seven of what I wish I knew when I started my facilitation business. If you've listened to the first two, um, awesome. If not, you can go back to those. Tip number one was really about mindset. Tip two yesterday was more of a tactical tool regarding building your email list and what I wish I had done straight out of the gates. Well, actually, even before I left my corporate job, I could have done this. So Today, I'm going to go back to A bit of a mindset thing, but I thought, look, it's the 7th of May 2020, and today is my four year wedding anniversary. Yay! Uh, So, actually, thanks to Chris, who is my husband, for being such a loyal supporter of the show, not because he listens to it, but because uh, he's just okay with me just ducking out at all really random times of the day to record this. And the fact that it really takes up a lot of the conversations we have, I talk about the podcast a lot, guests, what I'm doing. Uh, the stress behind putting out weekly episodes, all of that. So thanks, Chris. Happy anniversary. On the note of an anniversary, I thought I'd quickly share the story of what happened on our wedding day, because it's something that is related to today's topic of of a lesson learned. When we got married, uh, we were living in Broome in Western Australia, which is in the Northwest part. It's very remote. I think the nearest Capital city is actually in Indonesia. The capital city in our own state is a two day drive away, and that's if you're not sleeping, you're just driving straight through two and a half thousand kilometres. Very remote, one road in, one road out. So we had people flying in all across Australia. Even had a friend from London fly in for the wedding, and it was in the dry season. There's only two seasons in this town the wet season and the dry season. And during the wet season, it never rained at all. But of course, when it came around to our wedding day, which was in the dry season, I looked at the, uh, so we're getting married on the Saturday I was looking at the weather on on Thursday when I was out at Cable Beach at our ceremony venue and I'd got a friend's drone and I was actually mapping out a flight path which would um, take photos and video of me from when I got out of the car walking down. So I had the drone follow me. We just mapped it out. But then I got home, looked at the weather forecast and it wasn't looking too good. It was looking like torrential rain. Um, now knowing what I'm like, I get, I can get a bit antsy, <laughs> which is why I like being prepared before workshops. So seeing this weather, I thought, ah, oh, is it worth being all, um, being all anxious the morning of my wedding if I don't know if it's going to be dry or, or rain. And I thought, look, i just take that out of, um, take that out. And th- this is actually a story I use in my leadership workshops when I talk about the circle of influence and control. I asked the group, okay, if this was a situation for you, what are some things that you can't control? What are the things that are outside your circle of control? So they things like, okay, the weather, you can't control that, you can't influence it. Um, and then, what can you control? Well, you, you can control when the wedding is, you can control where it is. So I took that second option, and thankfully, because of some of the relationships I'd nurtured, I actually had the general manager of a hotel. Um, I had his note number in my phone, so on on that morning, I think it was Friday morning, seven A.M. So the day before the wedding, I give him a call and we arrange to meet and organise switching our wedding venue, so the, the ceremony venue to this hotel, which is amazing, overlooks a beautiful bay. So that's all sorted. I'm happy. I get to relax. Our reception venue is outdoors and keep with me, this is going somewhere. <laughs> Our reception venue is outdoors. We actually put a massive marquee over, uh, the grassy area because we are aware it's going to rain overnight. So that's under control. I sleep beautifully, wake up the next morning, go for a run, grab a coffee, have some friends over. We're taking selfies with bottles of champagne at about nine 30 that morning. And then my husband calls, I didn't get it. My friend got it. They've just been at the reception venue and it's flooded absolutely flooded. Like it's like a rugby pitch with mud. It's just awful. And so yeah, the morning of my wedding, I ended up switching venues and again, going back to relationships, uh, moved it to an indoor complex, got some friends uh, into gear, gave them my credit card, just told them to buy alcohol. And cause we had all that stuff organized at the other venue. So that was a big lesson and I was a little bit frazzled of course, but it wasn't that bad. The lesson here is in business, what I've learned in the last 18 months, probably something I learned or or something that I still continue to tell myself is that nothing is permanent. What What do I mean by that? Well, with my wedding and that venue, that was all locked in. It was confirmed. But because of things outside of that control, I had to take action and switch things around very quickly. And that's a process of being, businesses call it being agile and being lean, being able to pivot, a word that I love that you often hear mentioned in this podcast. Thank you, Jenny Blake, for that book that I just changed my career. Um, But it's also the same when it comes to running your own show. Now, the interesting thing about it is when you come out from working in a corporate background or large business, it's not like that you have budgets that are approved 3 months before you even know what's going to happen you have annual strategic plans and you've got quarterly plans then it's all about delivering on those plans whereas as a solopreneur it's good to i mean ideally you'd have some idea of where you want to go i that's what i sort of do i have a vision of what i'd love to achieve and the opportunities i'd love But I I haven't been as specific on that. Whereas I do know other business owners who are very quite. you know, they've got their yearly goals and then chuck them down to quarterly, which is great. And it's all about what works for you. But I guess what this does for me, it's low pressure then. Even with the group, um, the private community I'm opening doors to this week, that's called Show Up. You can uh, find out more at leandhughes.com forward slash invitation. But even opening the doors for that, I just thought, look, I'm going to make this as easy as possible if it will attract the right people at the right time. But even that that side of me that worked in corporate and was like, okay, it needs to be big. and You need to have a comms plan around it. You need to do all these things to make and stage it out and all of that, that it comes back to haunt me a lot. And it's really hard to then say to yourself, hey, look, this is my own business. I get to decide what to do here and not be influenced by things that may not work for the type of company that I'm running I am running a one woman show with a, a bit of support from my audio guy and I've got Gracie a VA that helps out with a lot of amazing things as well in the back end so it's do I need to take the bureaucracy and the control and the restrictions of a corporate company and bring it into my business I thought I'd had to originally I thought I had to budget plan all of that but the beauty of being a solopreneur is being able to be responsive to what people want. And that is probably what's come out. Um, This, this whole community of show up was, I had other ideas about it. I thought it was going to be a community just to help people with like giving them more activities and things to do, like a curation of the best workshop activities. But it was only through my listening to paying attention to what a lot of people message me about on LinkedIn or grab me for coffees for that. I realized there was another need and that was to help people effectively market themselves this wasn't part of my annual business plan at all. Neither was getting married in a local town hall, right? And I think this also leans into a lot of the perfection stuff that comes out as well because in corporate, it's like we do all this work to get things perfect before you present it to the board and then before we launch it. But it's really having a mindset of actually just getting things out into the world, building and iterating as it comes along. Again, a lot of people have asked me a lot about show up and what content will be covered. And I've just been telling them, this is a community. This is the aim. It's about looking at helping you market better, more effectively, getting your message into people's ears, getting the right people as well and attracting amazing opportunities. There is a framework for that. However, the content and what we do will all be about helping you take action, tiny steps and getting the momentum first. I think that's the whole thing about show up is that philosophy of just trying things and putting it out there and not being so attached. It's paying attention to what, you know, cause I think the best way of getting validation for a product, you can talk about it. You can talk about it to a lot of people, but it's not until someone commits and buys that, you know, that you're onto something. I've certainly, I've been, a, I mean, I've done it in the past. A friend's told me an idea and I've just said, Oh, that's an awesome idea. But would I buy it? Probably not. Probably not. Like, um, so it's important to put your ideas in the world, be brave enough to get people to opt in and, and to sort of back you before you spend so much time investing in creating something that people don't want. It is important to have your own ideas and of what you want, of like the opportunities and what you stand for and your values. Those absolutely need to be consistent and and true to who you are. What can pivot Uh, the types of services you offer, the medium that you do that with as well. I so often see people that get um, ideas on, oh yeah, people will love this online program and they spend like months developing the online course. Then they put it to market and realize that no one actually wanted it in the first place. Now that could be for a few reasons. It could be the positioning of it, the way that you have marketed it. But it's also, I think primarily because the idea wasn't validated So yeah, that's my my, uh, share for today is try to have more of a mindset of being agile, of of listening to what people actually want, showing up and offering it to see if there actually is buy-in and take-up and people are after it, and then creating it as you go. Also being okay with putting out something that isn't perfect, but realizing that by doing that, you're getting feedback to make it even better when you re-release it. Actually, a really good podcast episode that I will suggest, if you if you like this mindset, is one that I recommended in the last session of my first-time facilitator bootcamp, which ended earlier this week. So sad. Uh, we'll be running one in a few months. So if you're interested, uh, just let me know. Hello at leannehughes.com. Uh but it's the Rapid Course Prototyping Podcast by Jenny Blake, who I mention all the time because she's an amazing, amazing person, one of my the people that I really look up to admire in the world. Uh, she's actually developed a whole podcast episode on how to rapid prototype a course. So if you're thinking of releasing an online program, I would definitely suggest listening to her episode first. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. That's it for today. I better go and get the bubbles on ice uh, in isolation (laughs) and look forward to chatting to you all tomorrow. Ciao.